Hello and welcome back to another episode of If You Don't Know, Now You Know, Moat Museum podcast talking about different topics. The last episode was on Septima Clark and you can find that if you scroll down in the feed. My name is Irene, I'm the intern for education and outreach here at Moton, and today we're going to be talking about another influential woman. Before there was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Stacey Abrams, and Kamala Harris, there was Shirley Chisholm. Born in Brooklyn in 1924, Chisholm was a first-generation American, her mother from Barbados and her father from Guyana. She grew up with three younger sisters and spent most of her youth in Barbados with her maternal grandmother. There, she received a British education before returning to the United States for her secondary education. Now, one thing that I find super interesting about Shirley Chisholm is that from her time in Barbados, she picked up the British accent and she always had a little bit of it stick around with her. After graduating, Chisholm was accepted to several higher education institutions and eventually attended Brooklyn College to obtain her bachelor's degree in sociology. Chisholm participated in several activities, including debate and the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Her participation in debate earned her many honors, and several of her professors recognized that Chisholm had a knack for politics. And, you know, at this time in the mid Uh, 20th century, women in politics were still few and far between. So they encouraged her to pursue a career in politics. However, Chisholm began working as a nursery school teacher and then later a a daycare director. New York City Council recognized her expertise and asked her to consult on daycare programming from 1959 to 1964 when she was elected to the New York State Legislature. Around this time, New York was required to do some congressional redistricting, which gave her an opportunity to run for the House of Representatives. Part of her campaign that is so notable is how she knocked on doors talking to families and spent uh, time speaking to potential voters in fluent Spanish. Despite the misogyny and racism, Chisholm won her election and became the first black woman elected to Congress in 1968. Chisholm often cited that she had two handicaps, being black and being a woman, yet she never let this become a hindrance. Her campaign slogan that year and moving forward was unbought and unbossed. Pretty cool, right? Well, during her first term, Chisholm was assigned to the House Agriculture Committee, which she didn't really see as a fair fit for her city district. When she protested this, Democratic House leadership believed she should just stick to her assignment and find ways to make it relevant for her constituents. So that's exactly what she did, and this led to her work with creating the Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, otherwise known as WIC. And this was an amendment to Section 17 of the Child Nutrition Act of 1966. Eventually, she transitioned to the Veterans Affairs Committee. Additionally, she was committed to hiring a staff of all women, and her pioneering did not stop there. Chisholm was a founding member of both the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Women's Caucus. Her first term was characterized by her campaign slogan. It was commonplace for freshman legislators to not cause commotion or push boundaries in their first term. 
but she was adamant about creating bold legislation and speaking out on issues and topics that she was passionate about. One area she got a lot of pushback on was her anti-war stance regarding Vietnam. Chisholm was very vocal about opposing the draft and often suggested that money being spent on the war would be a better use if spent on family infrastructure programs. In early 1971, Chisholm co-sponsored a $10 billion bill that would provide funding for childcare, but it was not successful due to the high cost. Her colleagues in Congress passed a similar and less expansive bill in the Senate. However, President Nixon eventually vetoed it for its, quote, fiscal irresponsibility, administrative unworkability, and family weakening implications, end quote. A year later, Chisholm ran for president in the 1972 Democratic primary. She was the first black woman to make this bid. From the start of her career, Chisholm had stated that she had faced more discrimination for being a woman than for being black, and this remained true. She faced serious pushback, even from colleagues in the Congressional Black Caucus during her presidential run. One referred to her as, quote, that disruptive woman, end quote. When the primary rolled around, Chisholm was able to get on the ballot in 12 states and managed to get 10% of the electoral votes at the Democratic National Convention. While she did not win this bid, she continued her congressional service until January of 1983, when she declined to seek re-election in 1982. However, her service work continued as a professor and advocate. She believed, quote, service is the rent that you pay for room on this earth, end quote. During the Clinton administration, she was asked to serve as ambassador to Jamaica, but she turned down the role due to her age and health. Shirley Chisholm retired to Florida, where she taught until her death in 2005. While this is just a brief run-through, you can check out womenshistory.org, history of the House of Representatives. There's a video on C-SPAN as well as PBS. You can check out the Chisholm exhibit on the New York State website. And you can also check out the U.S. Capitol Historical Society and the Book of Gutsy Woman by Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton has a chapter dedicated to Shirley, Shirley Chisholm. So you can check out all those for sources and further reading. So that wraps up this episode of If You Don't Know, Now You Know. And if you have any topics you'd like to hear about, let us know at info at moatmuseum.org or DM us on social media. See y'all soon.